it's your boy Dylan at the underscore hunt 08. You are tuned in to Thunder Chats. Ho! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are off and running with episode two of the second edition of Thunder Chats. Um, I know it's been a little bit since I podcasted Blast with my boy Stephen Dolan of Thunder Ch- Thunderous Intentions. I almost called him of Thunder Chats. Maybe one day. <laughs> um, and th- this for a couple of reasons. Uh, one being that I have fully transitioned from Game Takes to the platform I'm on now, which I'm available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, and all the like. So that way I can reach more people, uh, specifically people of Androids as well. <laughs> so um, doing all that took a little bit of time. And also, if you remember, I mentioned in my last podcast that I am a writer now for now thecenterbasketball.com. Uh, NTTB, as we so fondly call it. Uh, I have two articles up now, one of Russell Westbrook, one about Nermal's Noel. Highly recommend you go listen to those. Uh, it's a, they're, they're a fun read, I'll say that. Westbrook's more informative and in-your-face. Nermal's is more, it's informative, um, but it's a lot of fun. I put some gifts, I put some memes, put some videos in there, so highly recommend you uh, checking those out. The next thing is I've actually been working on trying to design a t-shirt and getting them out through a distribution service that I use. Uh, shout out First Gear, Richmond, Kentucky. It's my hometown. I've done a lot of business with them. And uh, they hooked me up with a great deal, helped me set up a link for that. So, yeah, get your merch, get your merch, as the Ball family would say. Uh, right now, I am, um, the link is live on my Twitter. So, if you want a Thunder Chest t-shirt, they come in white. Light heather gray, dark heather gray, and black. And there's short sleeve and long sleeve option. Definitely check that out and get your shirt. And the next thing is there just hasn't been a lot of news drop in terms of Thunder basketball. Um, you know, up until a couple weeks ago when Kyle Singler was stressed away by the Thunder, um, not a lot has happened in the past few weeks. Until this week. Alright, so... The first thing that happened is, yeah, let's hit the big thing first. The first thing that happened is yesterday the Oklahoma City Thunder um, put out a press release, and it was originally reported by Royce Young of ESPN. Royce is awesome. If you don't follow him, follow him at Royce Young. Um, but it was reported that Russell Westbrook underwent a surgery on, I guess not yesterday, but the day before yesterday. It was minor, it was a maintenance uh, surgery, and he's expected to miss the preseason, and he will be reevaluated in four weeks, four to six weeks, so that's all we've got, and Thunder fans collectively lost their ever-loving mind, (laughs) Um, and I was one of them, Uh, you know, I I can actually read verbatim what I said um, on my Twitter. First two words I can tell you I said was rut row. Shout out Scooby Doo. Um, but I said rut row. Uh, this could be nothing, but it could also set back the super smooth shooting we've seen out of rest this summer. And you know, if you listen to my podcast with Stephen Dolan, the last podcast I did, I talked all about Russell Westbrook and his super smooth jumper that he's been showcasing and all these Rico Hunt, Rico Hines runs. The Remy runs, the runs at Blackhawks basketball with Chris Brickley, you know, 
Westbrook has been his his shot has never looked better than it had in the past month and a half. Um, so if that said that back, that makes me sad. The next thing I said last year is he had or last year he had the PRP injections and it took him a while to get going. Here's hoping it's not the same case with this surgery. All right, so pretty straightforward. I kind of touched on this a little bit with Steven in my last pod as well. You know, last year, Westbrook had PRP injections into his knee, and he uh, he didn't miss the preseason. He missed training camp. Um, he came back preseason, but you could tell there was a lot of rust there. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> there was a lot of rust there. Um, obviously, the combination of that and trying to acclimate Carmelo and Paul George into the offense um, resulted in not only a slow start for the Thunder, but an even slower start for Russell Westbrook. Now, the Thunder started out 8-12 and in the first 20 games, and Westbrook didn't really get his shot going until late December, early January. So, um, it definitely set him back. Uh, the other thing to note, is this knee that he had surgery on, he had maintenance on. The reason he had maintenance on it was because there was some swelling in it. They just wanted to work that up, get the swelling down. And they said, you know, right now it looks fine. The surgery was successful. All right, so right now it comes down to rehab and how Russ's knee takes to it. But that knee is the same knee that Patrick Beverly obliterated. Sorry, I almost said obliterated. That is not a word. The same knee Patrick Beverly obliterated in the uh, West in the in the playoffs in 2015 2014 sorry 2014 right or 2013 God bless I don't remember anyways we played the Rockets in the playoffs and Patrick Beverly launched at Russell Westbrook after whistles blown um, to try to take the ball away from him and his knee collided Russ's knee. And you could tell Russ was in pain because he went over to the scorer's table and just smacked the ever-loving crap out of it. He finished the game, but after it was evaluated, um, they realized he torn his meniscus. So, um, yeah, he wasn't able to play the rest of the playoffs and for a lot of the next season. So, up until that point, Russell Westbrook was the definition of an Iron Man. In the NBA, um, I remember the announcers would always talk about, you know, this guy's as durable as they come. He hasn't missed a game since high school. That's two years of college. It's high school. Uh, I think they said like sophomore year in high school. So sophomore year of high school, two years in college, and like four or five years in the league. Like it was ridiculous to think about how durable he was. And of course, that happened, and that kind of set him on spiral of injuries. But he's been healthy now for the most part. Um, you know, obviously he had the PRP injections last year, and, you know, he was able to play on that. It wasn't, you know, something detrimental, like I'm not even going to say, because I don't want that to happen, and then I get blamed for that. Um, so, I say all that to say this. Is there a reason to panic? Or no, hang on. Is there a reason to be worried? Yes. You don't want your starting point guard to have surgery a couple weeks before training camp, about a month and a half away from preseason. Um, you know, you, you would just prefer that not happen. But is this a reason to panic? No. And I'm going to tell you why. 
first off, it's good that he's getting this done in the offseason and not during the season. Um, if he did that during the season, that would suck very, very bad. <laughs> now, imagine missing a month of Russell Westbrook, like, outright, and then, you know, limited Russell Westbrook after that. It's just, it's just not, it's just not going to be good. Um, with this, you know, he's expected to miss training camp, he's expected to miss preseason, and he'll be reevaluated. Let's say Russell Westbrook is going to miss a couple games to start the regular season. Let's say Russell Westbrook is limited in a few games to start the regular season. The Thunder <clears throat> made a move this year in trading Carmelo Anthony to acquire Dennis Schroeder, a guy who is starting point guard caliber player. And that move ultimately set them up you know, for this very situation. You know, once Schroeder was added, it was like, oh, awesome. This is a Reggie Jackson replacement. This is, or no, this is like a Reggie Jackson kind of player. This is a six-man-of-the-year type player. This is a guy who was a starting point guard somewhere else. This is a guy whose favorite player is Russell Westbrook. This is a guy that can help Westbrook play off ball more. This is a guy that can, you know, um, put us in a better situation. If Russ is able to get, is ever hurt, you know, we don't have to rely on Ray Felton. We have Dennis Schroeder. Speaking of Ray Felton, Ray Felton's there as well. You know, we signed Ray Felton to a vet minimum this year, and last season, Ray Felton proved that he can still be a backup point guard in this league, a serviceable backup point guard in this league. I'm not going to say he's top five or anything like that, but he was good. He's better than Smodge Christian the year before that. So having Schroeder and Felton on your roster, if Westbrook is to miss time or be limited time, Having Schroeder and Ray Felton on your team automatically helps that. Um, you know, like I said, Schroeder is a starting point guard. He plays a lot like Russ in terms of uh, heavy pick and roll, um, needing the ball in his hands, um, a tremendous scorer. And he's also been at work this offseason as well. And any video that I've seen of Dennis Schroeder has been a promising one. So, very. I'm not going to say excited because I'm, I'm not excited to see Russ having surgery, but I'm okay with this. And I'm excited for the opportunity that Dennis is going to get because, you know, it hasn't been any secret. I picked Dennis Schroeder to be my MVP since we made the trade that day. <laughs> you can go back to my archives and game takes. You can go back on the stat chasers, like our second or third episode. That day, I said Dennis Schroeder will win the sixth man of the year. That was my pick. Now, if Westbrook's to miss time and Schroeder's going to get the starters, uh, if he's going to get to play with the starters and he's going to start or he's going to play starter minutes, put it as a lock. Because if he builds those averages up, you know, for the first 10 games or something like that, and then he can just score around that off the bench after us comes back and he's fully healthy, then, you know, just put him as a lock. Okay? I, I fully believe Schroeder is going to kill it this year. Alright, and the other reason we shouldn't be worried is because like somebody pointed out on Twitter, um, the Blazers started out slow last year. The Nuggets started out slow last year. The Nuggets missed, but you know, they were right there. Um, and the Jazz started out slow last year. You know, the Jazz ended up as a 5 seed. They beat us. We all know that happened. But they started out very slow. There was missing Rudy Gobert. And once Rudy Gobert came back, they played tremendous basketball. 
So it is possible to start out slow and still, you know, place pretty high in the playoffs seeding. So should we be worried? Should we be concerned? Absolutely. Should we be panicking? No. All right. The next thing that happened is OKC seemingly had their Nike City jerseys released this year. Now, if you recall, when Nike took the contract, it was released that the statement jerseys would be the same every year, but the City jerseys would rotate from year to year. So, OKC is getting a new City jersey. Um, I heard a lot of people did not like the gray ones. I personally didn't hate them. But I can see why you wouldn't like them. It just took a little bit of while. It took a little while for them to grow on me. I will say when I first saw the jersey by themselves, I didn't like them. But when I saw them on the players, I was like, all right, that's a pretty sweet jersey. I'm okay with that. Um, but I heard some people say that they look like a deodorant stick. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess there you have it. But we did. Um, there was a jersey release, and it looks pretty cool. Um, I'm told that it is the color of the Oklahoma State flag by my boy Matty Moles, Matthew Mullins, and Matty Moles Pod and Stat Chasers. Um, with the, I almost want to say like electric turquoise, maybe. That's that's kind of how I would describe it. Um, there's a little bit of teal in the shorts. Um, some navy is definitely prevalent, and of course the orange and the white. Um, the OKC seems to be lettered in a Native American font. And you can tell this jersey is very Native American inspired just because the design's going down the side of the shorts, uh, the waistband, and of course there's a little bit of a sash going kind of across from the uh, left shoulder down to the right ribs. So overall, I think it's a great jersey. You know, I've heard a lot of people, just like the other city jerseys, I've heard a mixed bag of opinions, but ultimately, I think this is great. Obviously, Oklahoma City is a place of great Native American heritage and culture. And so the city jerseys are supposed to emulate um, the city of the team. And, you know, Oklahoma City, they kind of missed that mark last year, as opposed to a team like New York with the, the fire department jerseys, Chicago with the state flag jerseys. Um, and the Miami with the Miami Vice-looking jerseys, you know, Oklahoma City's jerseys didn't really reflect Oklahoma City. These jerseys right here are not only a perfect representation of Oklahoma City, but a unique interpretation of Oklahoma City. Because if you look around the league, there's not another team that has a Native American-inspired jersey. So Oklahoma City can really... Um, where I'm looking for. Be, be pioneers in this aspect. You know, I don't know any other teams that have a lot of uh, Native American heritage and culture, um, but I'm just saying, you know, this is this is another way to create, um, to have, uh, oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? To have diversity in the league, all right? So, yeah, I, I think it's awesome. Um, the thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing is, you know, if you look around the league, um, Utah comes to mind with their sunset jerseys. Um, they have a court that matches their jersey. I would love, love, love to see a court that matches the jersey that I'm talking about, the Native American one, you know, with the electric blue and the orange, the Native American patterns and lettering. 
I think it would be awesome. Um, don't know if that's going to happen, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just think I wouldn't be shocked. You know, Oklahoma City's doing a lot of things differently these past couple seasons, so uh, I wouldn't be shocked, and I would be thrilled, and I think it would be welcomed by Thunder fans everywhere, all right? But guys, uh, yeah, that's all the time I got today. You know, like I said, <laughs> news is kind of dead, so those are the big stories this past week in Thunder basketball, so I feel like I had to touch on them. I will say, uh, another reason I've been podcasting, I've been working diligently on getting guests on here. I will say I have two in particular pretty up there in Thunder Media that I'm super excited about having on. One is going to come on. He just doesn't want to give me a date until he's for sure about it. So I thank him for his uh, candidness, his honesty, and um, you know just being straight up with me. Those all pretty much mean the same thing, I'm aware. Um, and then the other one um, is kind of in between jobs right now. And he just wants to make sure it's okay with his uh, his new employer because it hasn't been announced yet. And he also, you know, he just wants to make sure it's okay. And I understand that completely. And, you know, I talked to them both. They're both really cool. Um, they both seem willing to come on the podcast. So super excited to have them on. Um, and, of course, I'm still waiting on my boy Matt Jones out of Kentucky to come on and talk about Hobby, Pat Patterson. Nervous Noel, Dakari Johnson, and, you know, other things. But I digress. We will get there when we get there. Matt Jones is a very busy guy, and he's that much busier now that football season started. So hopefully I can catch him in a bye week. <laughs> but, guys, that's all the time I got today. Hope you all have a great day. Oh, oh, before I say that, um, just want to give a quick, uh, I guess, plug to follow my Twitter, at ThunderChats. Um, almost 900 followers. I think I'm like 30 away. So if you can make me 900 followers before the weekend, that would be awesome. It would make my day, make me smile, make me dance. Uh, I might just even post a video of me dancing. Probably not going to do that, but I might. But I might. But you guys are awesome. Uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the episode. You know, Leave a comment below on if you're excited for the New Jerseys or not. Um... Are you worried about Westbrook? Are you panicking about Westbrook? You know, anything. And go ahead and give a guess on who you think the guests are. Now, I will say this, full disclosure, I have told a couple people very close to me, and uh, you guys cannot guess because you know. (laughs) So, uh, based on what I told you, go ahead and try to give a guess on who my guests are. All right? But I hope you all have a great night. God bless. Thunder up. This has been Thunder Chats. Ho!